0: The podcast where we explore intersections between physics, metaphysics, religion, society, consciousness, and being. I'm your host, Joe Blakely. Today's episode is called Genesis and Evolution, not Genesis or Evolution. We are highly evolved feelers and gatherers and distributors of information. I have a theory that Genesis is documenting as best as we were able to our transition from just sensing and feeling the world outside without a sense of identity to the establishment of our sense of independent self when we became self-aware and different from the other animals. Suddenly now we were with our own unique data and trying to communicate, with, communicate it with each other. This episode explores this and what it means for evolution and what it means for us today and our future. I first started my spiritual experiences i guess in a conscious way about 26 or 27 years ago but i think i had one experience that i look back on now and think that that was also an experience that was spiritual i just never labeled it as such at the time it was just wise words that guided me in my head when i needed it as a child i'd been bullied really badly and it had gone on for a really long time And I just didn't know what to do to make it stop and if I was supposed to fight back like them. And then I remembered hearing the words in my head, don't become what you hate. It was like a do unto others 101 or a love thy neighbor as thyself in kids speak. Um, I was probably around 11 or 12, maybe younger. I don't really remember anything except the wisdom or the words that struck me and stuck with me uh, my whole life as something to cling to. Sometimes it feels like it's under threat, often these days. Uh, But after so many years, it's a lesson of tremendous value and it led to self-awareness. And and self-awareness may even have begun to form in me at that time. That might have been when I started as a being, as a conscious being, starting to really um, become self-aware of who I was. I started to establish my own values and what I would concede or compromise or not to fit in and survive with the other's worldview. Self-awareness leads to a study of self and whether or not we live with integrity can play a major factor in our mental health. Um, we examine whether or not our actions are in accordance to our aspirations and our vision of ourselves, And when it isn't, Um, It can be extremely difficult uh, to reconcile that. Um, It's very difficult to live with integrity at all times. Um, But integrity leads to the integration of the self, in my opinion, and it did for me. Integration and truly fitting in to the oneness is the fruit of knowledge of self, combined with the integrity, courage, and it does take courage to live that life. I've always believed that being truly yourself is the bravest thing a person can do. But it wasn't until I was close to 30 that I really started becoming spiritual and started really looking hard at life. I had become disabled. I had developed what they called degenerative disc disease, which is what they call it when they have no idea why why your spinal discs pop out periodically. Um, I've had two back surgeries and over a course of time um, I spent three years in bed and all told in extreme chronic pain and not really able to live a normal life. I think of it as my hermetic period, I'm fine now, just as an FYI, you don't have to worry about my back at any rate. Um, Other issues, (laughs) but not that one. uh, but you do a lot of thinking and re-examining ideas when stuff like that happens from the why me to the why to the how am I going to get out of this mess and what is this mess and I had just so many questions and I had very few answers. It was a really pivotal time for me. I had believed in the idea of karma and justice without even realizing that I had integrated that idea um, was sort of in the uh collective consciousness in our aphorisms and daily uh daily things that we absorb every day um i had integrated that into my personal philosophy and so having been a very good girl my whole life and and uh doing unto others and living by this golden rule um, finding meaning and justification you know people would say well um, it's karma or I mean the people have these really weird ideas Um, and karma didn't seem to apply it certainly didn't seem to be very just and so when I'm trying to find meaning around this um, and we do try to find we try to understand things. Why is this happening? And this doesn't make sense. And this isn't in accordance with my belief system. And so you, s- you try and figure it out. Um, I will say that, um, you know, for anybody who has suffered similarly, you will find the idea that you deserved it somehow completely abhorrent. And I will say right now, you did not earn your pain. Life is painful, full stop. Um, I have very evolved Opinions on this now and over time we'll explore that too but not this episode um, over time I did feel betrayed and I tra- trapped by my body it wouldn't do the things that I needed it to do or wanted it to do and as I was lying in bed and I was missing my friends from Paris I studied fashion design in Paris and I was missing Paris in general um, it was fairly recently after I had come back from there um, I found myself separating from my body. I was wide awake, but the part of me that I think of as the me part of me, the operator of the body, the conscious part of me, decided that Paris sounded amazing, and uh, it started to leave the confines and the border of my body, or what I perceived to be my body. My my, this, the it was just like. I felt separated. I felt like half of me tumbled out of my body and it was a challenge even getting back in. While I didn't care for that feeling myself, it did open up a line of inquiry that had me really examining the relationship between the I and the self and the body and where that intersected. I'm going to assume that it's very similar to what people describe as out of body experiences and astral projection, which prior to my own experience, I kind of. Um, was if not skeptical of the experience very skeptical of the understanding and wisdom of those who said that they practiced it and pitched it as higher learning or more evolved or advanced i never felt that way about it though it opened up thinking about higher learning for me i tend to think of it as the generation of another illusory body still separate from the oneness and also even more subject to the ego and vanity I kind of avoided it as a trap. But it did get me thinking, what are we made of and what is the I in me? How does consciousness integrate with the body? Where does it go? Is it eternal? So on. My main takeaway from the whole experience can be summed up with I am not my body and my body is not me. It brought me to thinking about the soul and I had never given it much thought before. I'd always been interested in quantum mechanics and black holes and science, so my approach was always really breaking down these experiences and examining them as thoroughly as possible and trying to understand my experience scientifically. I was already somewhat knowledgeable about the ideas around atoms and that it was mostly space. Um, As our understanding of atomic structure grew, and I read more, I became enamored with quantum mechanics and had really unique insights, and still seem to, and still seem to have these uh, quite unique insights around time and density. Uh, over the course of this podcast, we will explore that further because that is really what everything is about. All creation is about density and the gathering of information into densities that open into new dimensions and create new life. So. We can look at ourselves two ways, and maybe there's more, but these two ways are the primary ways that we perceive. One is as organic flesh and blood organism that eats and processes organic, solid, opaque things. Um, We reach out and grab it. This organic creature grows, adds in experiences which are then recorded and form memory. Um, emotions and feelings get attached to those experiences of our feelers and our um, our sensors and uh, so that we can navigate better and survive the environment that we're in and as we grow we add in information and as we age and grow in perception we make determinations about the quality of the information Uh, that we have, and discard old ideas, slough off skin cells, and age. We can, alternatively, view ourselves as distinct patterns of ever-changing and manifesting possibilities or probabilities, fields of these probabilities, um, each with our own distinct pattern and design, um, that is also constantly changing and growing along with our connections and interactions and development of self. That I pattern is constantly shifting, but it is what we think of when we think of ourselves as an I, that consciousness that is really just quantum interactions and frankly mostly space and very little substance. So what are we really and how should we look at ourselves? When we evolved to turn our attention on the marvel of our own creation and our ability to perceive back on ourselves, when we became an I with a self-reflective consciousness, an ego with our own thoughts and an awareness that we had opinions and interpretations of the data that we gathered, we took a huge evolutionary leap. We suddenly saw each other as distinct. It's said that babies don't quite have this developed and in cases of autism there's theories that hold that the perception of separateness is not yet developed I'm not sure that that's true and because um, I can't can't really ask a baby and and it's really hard it's hard to get into other people's heads in Genesis it's regarded as a fall um, and the woman is blamed for it it's pathologized and regarded negatively but what was it It definitely felt a loss in our development to those who chronicled chronicled it. But what did we lose and how do we get it back? I'm gonna give you a quote now from Genesis 3. Um, You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. as he was walking in the garden, the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered. The man answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. So I just want to give a quick summary here of that because I don't think we've interpreted it very well. Um, The woman discovered wisdom that was good to process, it was good food. Food is the same as data. We are ingesting this information and it's understanding. It's made quite clear that this food is understanding Um, and it was a bite of evolution. It was a bite of evolution caused by a new perception Um, and it's documented here as a feeling of separateness that they didn't feel before. And now God had a hard time finding them. He's calling them out. Where are you? Um, Which can be read also as there is a separation now, too, of a separateness from God. And this felt like a fall from grace. The unity and connection with the one now was veiled by the awareness of our edges and our unique identities. But it also tells us that with this evolution, we are like God, knowing good and evil. This good and evil are the pros and cons of being unique processors of data, of each having um, a unique point of view. If we used it responsibly and respectively of other life around us, then there'd be no problem. If we regarded all of everyone as God, um, then we would hear God and we would be listening to each other. There's so much good to this evolution, we've expanded around the world and can now instantaneously inform others about the conditions and needs and share this information for our collective benefit. But because we mistrust others' perception and too many are unreliable and unjust, we do not benefit as we're supposed to by this evolution. That sense of separate identity that our memories and storage system of information gave us, meant that we now had to communicate that with others. You now seem different to me. I can't always account for your behavior. I can now tell you something about the wolf and the danger that I perceive over there. If I look at you and I can tell that you don't have that same information as I do, how do I communicate that with you and get you to believe me if you haven't seen the wolf yourself? This is already difficult when we are telling the truth. Even telling the truth, it creates conflict because we have different points of view and different experiences. Our egos don't seem to like it very much when we discover that we might have been wrong about something. We challenge others who challenge us and our perceptions of things. We need not just communication, but we need trust. We need to be able to trust that the information that we're getting from each other is reliable and loving. Once we did start becoming self-aware and perceived ourselves as unique individuals, we had opinions on the disparate data. We developed new emotions, new feelings and feelers for this whole new paradigm that expressed our reactions as we navigated it, feelings like jealousy and covetousness and anger and frustration and mistrust and trust. All of these things started coming into play. We attach feelings of safety and security to these feelings. It's all we have to go on. So we place huge importance on our perceptions. We have a need inside to communicate and be seen and understood. And seeing each other as distinct was without a doubt an evolutionary advancement. It enabled us to expand the mind further and faster. More information is able to be gathered and shared, but if we don't trust each other, and if people lie and are deceptive, that information and that progress becomes perverted and begins to destroy life. All life is about the densification of information. Everything is information. All creation is just about the gathering of data into densities and densities into forms and forms into autonomous movement to collect more data, an interpretation of data to the symbolization of data and the summarization as a densification of data and I hope you can follow that. <laughs> I'm gonna put all of this in show notes and so on. I've written this all out, this may sound like it too. I've repeated it. I've recorded this so many times and I'm it's so hard to be clear about it um, because we're stuck with language and, and languages are symbols and and When we're talking about these things, sometimes our symbols fail us a little bit. But this densification, it's the exact same thing of information. It's the same, exact same thing um, from nebula to galaxies, to solar systems, planets, organisms, and us. We are just more and more complex densifications of information and data. And so anything that impedes our ability to gather and share information with each other damages that ability to evolve. It's anti-creation. It's anti-life. So lying is one of the worst things we can do because when our word is no good and can no longer be trusted, that takes information out of the system. It becomes just like a corrupted file in a computer and it spreads like a virus. And when one person doesn't behave in ways that benefit the group or harm, or if they hoard information, we suffer in our ability to make decisions and evolve and develop ourselves. And I'm only half joking when I say that a new universe opens up and takes us further from the universe, the heavenly universe and the earthly paradise intended each time one of us lies. When we have different points of view and don't regard all points of view as valid, when we priorito- prioritize our point of view over that of others, we get into problems. All of us are perceiving distinctly and differently, and that has its pros and cons. The pros are that we can communicate with each other and advance and evolve as a greater mind, working together and sharing and being good to our word. The cons are that we are capable of seeing differences because our sense of separate self and have difficulty seeing beyond our own point of view. On the next podcast, I'll go a bit deeper about these repercussions and how it's documented in the stories of Cain and Abel, the development of the patriarchy, and the birth and development of a divergent God, this consciously evil density of a collective vision. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked the show, and if so, please leave a five-star review and help spread the word and the data. Please support this podcast at patreon.com slash I have a theory or record your comments or and or <laughs> record your comments and questions at anchor.fm/i have a theory and i might use them in the show you can always support me when you purchase anything from cohereandhere.com i'm a fashion designer by trade and i am making made to order capsule collections for a minimalist life and maximum style listeners get 10% off with the code theory10